What's good, everybody? It's your boy Mike here. And before we hop into this week's episode, man, I just wanted to talk real quick. Uh, this week's episode was recorded on Wednesday with my guy B. Jones. And we was recording like during the middle of the World Series. Uh, in certain parts of the episode, you can actually hear my dad yelling. And uh, I think we, I was watching it, but I think we had wrapped up around like the seventh inning. So I ended up watching the rest, man. And what a time to be alive, man. What a time to be a DC sports fan. Uh, you got the Mystics that just won the championship last month. Uh, obviously, the Capitals won it in 2018. And the Nats brought another championship to D.C. The parade is tomorrow, Saturday at 2 p.m. I will be in attendance. And, uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to talk about the Nats, man. I just wanted to rep them and shout them out because they've had a, a crazy ride, man. They've had one hell of a ride, man. Through the first 50 games, this team was 19-31. and 31. And they got really hot. I think they won like 66% of their games after that. They were honestly like the best team in baseball. They were like 80 and 40 something after that um, first 50 games. So that's like very impressive. That's a very impressive, you know, turn of events. And it's just crazy because this team always had potential, I feel like. And it's crazy, man. After Bryce Harper left... Like, some people viewed this as a bad, a down season for real, for real. Some people did. You know, especially at 1931, people were saying, uh, fire Davey Martinez, the manager, or even make some trades and, you know, trade some of their better players because, yeah, like, people wanted to throw it in the towel. But baseball season, it's a 162-game season. It's definitely a marathon. And I'm just glad to see the Nats on top of the mountaintop. And my favorite player that's on the Nats right now, uh, Steven Strasburg, he got the MVP. I love Juan Soto, too. Um, but, man, just shout-out to the Nats, man. Shout-out to the home team, man. I just wanted to chime in with y'all and talk about that before we hop into this week's episode with my guy, the co-producer of Curry in the Pot, my guy, B. Jones. And uh, on this episode, we got a mid-season NFL recap. And... That took up a lot of time, but we talked midseason, man. It's very informative, too, man. We talked about some of the stuff we predicted correctly and some stuff that we did not see coming. So make sure y'all check it out, man. If you want to uh, get to the predictions uh, for week nine, just uh, go fast forward to the last maybe 10 minutes of the episode. But I hope you guys stick around and hear everything, man. I really, really appreciate it, man. Thanks for all the love and support. Uh, enjoy episode 104 and go Nats. Peace. I been Steph Curry with the shot, been cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 104 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I'm back again with another episode, man. This is the 104th episode of Curry in the Pot, man. I want to thank everybody that's been rocking with me, everybody that's been supporting and showing love, man. And for the newcomers, man, welcome to Curry in the Pot, man. I'm Mike Curry, and I love talking about sports. I do this each and every week. Uh, so, man, let's hop right into it, man. We got a lot of stuff going on in sports. Uh, right now, we have Game 7 of the World Series currently going on between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. This series has been very, very interesting. It's been unique in the sense that all road teams, the road teams has won each game. Um 
the Nats took care of business. Houston won in the first two games in the series. Washington, D.C. games three, four, and five. And the Astros won all three of those. And then game six, we had the Nationals win in Houston. And now we got game seven currently happening right now as we're speaking. And uh, it's the fifth inning right now. And the Houston Astros are currently up one to nothing. I'm rooting for the Nets, man. But if they do not win, man, they had a great run. Um, it's, it's still it's still kind of early, man. And that's some made stuff happen in the late innings. But if the Nets do not win, they lost to a better team. And I couldn't be more happy. I'm proud, uh, you know, the Washington Nationals. But um, you guys know baseball ain't my forte, and y'all know if I'm back with another episode, then I'm talking to NFL, man. But I'm not doing NFL alone, man. I had the season preview with my guy, and we were discussing, you know, a couple of weeks ago that we got to do a midseason recap. So I got my brother. I got co-producer man without this guy man i wouldn't be doing this podcast i can't really stress it enough i have to say this and i have to pay homage and acknowledge this every single time that i introduce him and i bring him on because straight up man he was one of the first people to tell me that that i got i I can do this man so uh without further ado man i want to welcome back my brother for like the uh, six or seven times maybe seven for eight time my brother mr b jones b jones with the What's up, Mike? Glad to be in the pot. You know, we both love football, so I'm just honored to be here uh, talking ball with you. Most deaf, man. Uh, we got we got some things to discuss, man. We got we got this midseason recap, man. A lot of stuff we got wrong, uh, but uh, I got to give credit to you, man. You were ahead of the curve on a few teams, man. So uh, I want to start. I want to start with the AFC because that's where we started first right, on right, the um on the uh preview. So we got uh we just gonna do it how we did it, man. We got north, south, east, and west. We're gonna talk AFC North, man. Um, this is a division that we both picked wrong. Um, definitely, I, I picked the Steelers to win this division. Obviously, I didn't know Ben Roethlisberger was gonna get hurt. Um, but that that sort of switched up everything. For the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and then you, on the other hand, you had the Cleveland Browns winning this division, man. So let's take a deep dive, man. Uh, give me your thoughts on this division. Well, as you mentioned, I mean, uh, in the in the uh, season preview, I told you that um, I was hesitant about picking the Browns just because. You know, we've seen teams stockpile like a bunch of talent in one offseason or in a short period of time and then not work out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know what the issue is. A lot of Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Like, that's the most obvious example. And it's like, I feel like you can, I feel like in basketball, you can kind of do that. But mm-hmm. in football, it's just like so many moving parts that it it's hard for you to just stockpile talent and try to figure it out on the field. I think I, I'm not I'm not sure what the issue with the Browns is. It might be the coaching staff that they're not util, utilizing the talent right correctly. And also that Bayf- Baker Mayfield hasn't been playing well at all this season. Um I think I said Something it to you this slump, man. Yeah. I think I said it to you this past week or um that they have Odell and Jarvis on the outside, but yet 
their game plan is to be a power run offense, which really I know Nick Chubb is a great running back, but you have these weapons outside. Um, I don't know if it was the last game or two games ago, like they had Odell and Jarvis Landry in the backfield. I was just like, what, like <laughs> what's go, what's going on? Like I don't understand this this uh, play call play. Uh, yeah, I don't understand this play call. And also in the lap when I was watching a little bit of the uh, Patriots and uh, Browns game, they were also saying that. Um, they don't target Odell downfield a lot. And that was his specialty in New York. So I'm just like, I'm not really understanding what's going on with this team and why they're so bad. It's just confusing to me. For sure. Um, for sure. Um, I said on the Browns, I, I, I said, I, I kind of, I kind of nailed it. I said, um, I think this could either be good or bad. I said it could be a disaster. And, in fact, they're sitting at two and five. Their schedule does lighten up a little bit. Um, you know, they have teams like the Bengals and the Dolphins coming up. Um, but I, I'm not surprised to see them sitting at two and five. I probably thought, I say through seven, I probably thought they'd be three and four, maybe four and three, best case scenario. But I'm not surprised to see um, some of their struggles. Um, they had their best O lineman. They traded him for Olivier Vernon. I don't even know if Olivier Vernon is even. Is he even like making plays? Like, is he even? I haven't heard. I haven't heard much about Olivier Vernon. Have you? Not, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard anything about him, man. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on. Um, but let's talk about the team that is currently leading in the division, and that is the Baltimore Ravens, man. Um, talk to me about what you've seen from the Ravens. Okay, yeah, I can actually talk about the Ravens a lot because I've actually seen most of their games since mm-hmm. you know. They've um they showed them on uh like on the TV here since we're close by. Uh, I I never used to watch the Ravens before because they obviously they had Joe Flacco, but I'm yeah, who wants to watch that? <laughs> right, I'm a fan of uh Lamar Jackson. The Ravens, um, you know, I think I think I think they're two p. I think I think they'll definitely uh close out this division and make the playoffs, but I think it's two key pieces that they're missing to be a legitimate contender. Uh, one of those being is a technician at wide receiver, you know, somebody mm-hmm. that moves the chains, somebody that knows how to where the first down marker is like they don't really have that consistent go to receiver. I mean, Mark, J- Mark Lamar Jackson likes to uh, target Mark Andrews and then he'll occasionally Willie Sneed or somebody like that will get open. Uh, Hollywood Brown, he's the deep threat. He's been hurt recently, but like he's he's not like a he's not really like a possession receiver. So I, I think. Like either well the trade deadline's over I think but in the offseason they need to like look into getting somebody like a Golden Tate type or Emmanuel Sanders type of receiver mm, and also good. and also they're missing a dominant edge rusher they get they they get pressure sometimes but they they have to blitz they don't have that consistent edge rush threat so I think I think yeah so I think I think they'll be like a dangerous team they can they can run the ball so they can. You know, they can ground and pound you, and that's good, especially when the weather gets colder. But I think to be, like, a legitimate championship contender, I think they're missing those two pieces. I can agree with that. Um, I do like that they went out and got Marcus Peters. I thought that was a good trade. Oh, um, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah. Um, I like how their back end has performed. I actually had the pleasure of going to a Ravens game a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it was the Bengals, but... I was right. just impressed. I was just impressed by how they were able to move the ball rushing. Like it's 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 really cool to see Lamar Jackson 
do his thing, man. And he's a guy I was really high on um, coming out of the draft, man. He was he was slept on, and he was the last QB drafted in the first round. And the Ravens actually traded up to get him, and that's looking like it's paying dividends. Um, but I am I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. Um, I thought. I don't know, man. I guess I kind of slept on the Ravens, but I, I I slept on them, but I was I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just saying, yeah. Uh, I think I had them going about eight and eight in the preview, but that's just because I thought that the Browns and the Steelers were going to be competitive this year, which they're not. So. Um, yeah, yeah we, like, we did assume Big Ben was going to be healthy too. Right, right. So, but yeah, I like I like what they're doing. I think there'll be a. a they should they should be able to win at least one game in the playoffs, depending on who they uh, match up with. But I, I like where this team is headed. For sure, uh, one area that me and you both agreed on, and probably the world did, was the Bengals uh, being last. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's uh, move man. on, man. Let's move on. We got uh, the. Did, uh, did you want to talk about the Steelers or is it just Big Ben's hurt? Oh, we can hold, we can hone in real quick on the Steelers. Um, okay. they're currently sitting at three and four. Um, which isn't bad. If you told me Ben Roethlisberger was going to get hurt, um, I didn't know where they were going to be at, man. So three and four, um, that's about right. Um, I guess I could look up their remaining schedule real quick. Um, so coming up, they have, they have the Colts and then they have, yeah, they got, they got some tough games coming up. They got the Colts and the Rams followed by the Browns, the Bengals, Browns again, Arizona, Buffalo, uh, the Jets and the Ravens. Um, so I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I can see, I can see about seven and nine, eight and eight at best. Um, but I mean, hey, a loss Ben Roethlisberger. Um, obviously, I still think this team has some more holes besides that. Um, right. But yeah, I guess seven and nine, eight and eight is about where I see them. Um, I have been impressed with James Conner. Um, it kind of sucks that Mason Rudolph uh, can't really get the ball to Juju, and, or is it a case that Juju just isn't a true number one? I don't, I can't really answer that. But uh, what are you? What is your opinion on the Steelers? Besides, uh, you know, they shouldn't. Have, I don't think they should have traded that one for Minka Fitzpatrick. We talked yeah, about think, that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was a bad move, just simply because. I mean, I guess. They did that because they were high on Mason Rudolph, but um, from what have I, from what I've seen from him so far, he doesn't look like uh, a successor to Big Ben. So mm-hmm. I think that trading that one might uh, come back to haunt them. But overall, I mean, it's kind of hard to assess them uh, because again, they don't have Big Ben. If they were struggling like this with Big Ben, there would be a bigger discussion to be had. But since he's not playing. You know, it's, it's not really much to say about them. For sure. All right, so let's move on. Um, and let's move on to the AFC South. So we're going north, south, east, and west. And um, AFC South, man, this is a wide-open division. Um, we talked about this in the preview. Um, we For both sure. agreed that the um, Texans were going to win. But this division is a gauntlet, man. Currently sitting atop the division are the Indianapolis Colts at 5-2. and two. Um, the Texans are right behind them. They just have uh, one extra loss at five and three. And then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans both at four and four, man. What has been your thoughts on this division? 
Um, well, it looked like the Texans were going to kind of run away with it at first. You know, the Titans were struggling. The Jaguars were in turmoil. The Colts, they were always kind of hanging around near 500. But now the Colts have kind of started to put things together. Their defense started out kind of slow this year, but they've been putting it together. But, uh, yeah, like... Uh, like we predicted that this was going to be one of the more competitive divisions. Um, I knew that the Colts weren't going to be an easy out with Jacoby Brissett. Um, the Titans, even with their quarterback struggles, they've managed to hang in there. And then we we have Garden, Gardner Minshew emerging. Um, I think ultimately the Texans will emerge, but I could see I could see the Texans and the Colts either one went in the division and the other one uh, locking down a wild card spot. I'm right there with you, man. A uh, huge blow for the Texans losing J.J. Watt for the remainder of the season. For sure. um, that's a huge loss. Um, I'm right there with you, man. It's going to be either or, but I got both of them making the playoffs. They look like locks. Um, Deshaun Watson is looking like an MVP candidate. Um, sure. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Um, <laughs> you know how I feel about the freaking Titans. Right. Um, I can't stand them. Uh, but the Colts, man, I haven't I don't want to say I've been surprised because I've been telling people and I said this for weeks and I've been and I'm going to continue to say it, man. They got some real players. Jacoby Brissett is a legit starting quarterback in the league. They got guys like T.Y. Hilton. They got that nice young offensive line with Quentin Nelson on the O-line. I love their O-line. And I really feel like the defense had a coming out party in that game versus the Chiefs at Arrowhead on Sunday night football. Um, mm-hmm. So I do like what I've been seeing from the Colts. Um, they did have a bit of a scare against the Broncos. But, I mean, hey, it's the Broncos. It's the NFL, man. Anybody can get beat on any given day. Um, but I, I do like what I've seen from the Colts, man. I've been I've been, I've been, been happy, man. And for the Jaguars, um, it's a cool story, man, with Gardner Minshew, with six-round QB. Um out of Washington State, man. I've been impressed. Um, he still has some more work to do, but I have been impressed, man. Uh, keeping this team competitive and this division, man, it's not easy, man. But, uh, yeah, man, competitive division like we both predicted. For sure. All right, let's move on to the um, AFC East. And um, this is obviously – the division with the New England Patriots, the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. Um, we had a consensus that the Dolphins were going to be last place. Um, but let's talk about. I want to go straight to you because you told me that the Bills were going to be good this year, man. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um. So when I made these predictions and stuff, I didn't have any idea of how strong each team's schedule was because that always fluctuates due to injuries and stuff like that. But I just saw that the pieces that they had on defense, the pieces that they added this past offseason, combined with how well the defense played last year, uh, Josh Allen hasn't necessarily necessarily lit it up. And I expected that, but just off of the strength of the defense, I knew that they were going to be competitive and that the offense would be moderately better than last year. So that's really all that went into me picking them going to the playoffs and so far that's what they that's what they relied on and their schedule isn't that bad moving forward so i mean worst case this team is what nine and seven maybe they could slip up to ten and six currently sitting at five and two but 
yeah, that's that's that was really my thinking on it as them as a sleeper. All right, for sure, man. Um, I'm looking at their schedule. Um, I mean, they haven't had the the hardest schedule, but uh, I mean, you got to give credit when credit is due in the NFL, man. It's it's still you still have to play. Um, I'm sure. looking at their schedule, man. They beat the Jets, the Giants, the Bengals. Um, lost by six to the Patriots. Beat the Titans. Um, the Dolphins. Uh, got blown out by the Eagles, but uh, I mean, the Eagles are still good. Um, and then the remaining schedule, they got the Redskins on Sunday, Browns, Dolphins again, Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Patriots, Jets, uh, their season finale. I think they could make the playoffs, um, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. But I think they could, man. Either way, they caught me off guard. Um, I thought the team that was going to take the next step in this division was the Jets. And I'm going to yeah. transition them. And um I just thought they were going to take the next step. Obviously, um, we know Sam Darnold had that mono issue, and he missed, what, about three or four games, right, if I'm not mistaken. But I still thought, and they even catfished me after that Cowboys game. I still thought, you know, there was hope that they were going to take the next step. Um, But I got to talk about Le'Veon Bell, man. And we were talking about this last week, man. He got to get some new friends. There's right. no way they sat at a table or on the phone and said, yeah, bro, I think you should go to the Jets. <laughs> like, there's no way, bro. You got to get some new friends if that's what they were telling you. But, I mean, I also know that guaranteed money played a big factor in his decision. He wanted to be paid. But um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I did think the Jets were going to take a, another step. What are they, like, one and five right now, one and six? I believe they've only won one and game. Six. Yeah, one and six right now. So and and that's crazy because their 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 only win was an impressive win against the Cowboys, which is right. shocking. So this team could easily be zero and seven because we saw how that game ended. Yep. But um, I want to talk. Uh, were you gonna say something? Uh, yeah, I had one more thing to add on the Jets. Um, so seeing Sam Donald this year combined with what we saw last year. And he's kind of reminded me of a guy. And that guy is Jameis Winston. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, before the draft. And he he was seeing ghosts, too. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's a guy, like, when he looks good, like he did against the Cowboys, he's good. But then he'll just have a game where he just throws three picks out of nowhere. Toss multiple picks in the last few games is just like... Guys that no matter they can get on a good run, but they like they just always have to revert back to making bad bad decisions. And yeah. it's it's what year five for Jameis. He's still doing it. I mean, hopefully, uh, Darnold can turn a, turn it around. But so far, that's that's like when I see him play, I, I kind of uh, think of Jameis. I can see that, and I never really gave it too much thought because, I mean, it's Sam Darnold, and, and it's also the Jets. But, um, yeah, seven interceptions in the last two games, man. That's not good for any quarterback. Um, we will be remiss if we we left and moved on to the next division without talking about the New England Patriots, who have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, for sure. It's like when they win, they win in different ways. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you blow out the Steelers in week one, blow out the Dolphins in week two. But lately, they've had like some games that they kind of had to like grind out in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I look at that Bills game, they definitely had to grind that one out. Um, even that Giants game, it was a grind. Um, the Patriots were mm-hmm. only up by seven with nine minutes left in the game. That game was somewhat of a grind. Um, but I have been pleasantly impressed, man. Um, not surprised at all. Um, but I, I didn't know that defense was going to be this, this good. Like th- this defense is looking like all time great level defense, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Patriots? Uh, that defense, the defense has been amazing. I know, um, at the start of the season, their wide receiver core was much different than what it was now. Uh, mm-hmm. their offense hasn't necessarily been lightening up. I mean, they have their moments and they, the team overall puts up a lot of points, but a lot of that has to do with the defense forcing turnovers and scoring yep. the ball themselves. So it'll be, their, their schedule has been light this far. So it'll be interesting to see how they play down the stretch. I think they got a, uh, a few marquee games. I know they're. I know they have the Ravens this week. I think they have um, a few other potential playoff teams on the schedule later on. So it'll be interesting to see how the offense plays in those games. For sure, man. Uh, just to look ahead, they have the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Should be a good one. The following week, the Eagles. The following week after that, the Cowboys. The week after that, the Texans. The week after that, the Chiefs. Wow, they got some. They got some pretty big games coming up, man. Yeah, so the, wow. yeah, so that yeah, that stretch will definitely be interesting. To obviously the defense will continue to play well, but just to see how the offense performs in those situations. But I wouldn't put yeah. anything past Belichick and his coaching staff. They're some of the best in the league. Absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, bringing up the rear, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I don't think you have any comment on it, but uh, we no, knew sir. they were going to be this bad. <laughs> we knew. All right, yeah. so the final division um, in the AFC is the AFC West. And um, this, for a couple of years, this was one of the better divisions in football. It's kind of scaling back a little bit. Um, but uh, we got the Chiefs sitting at 5-3. and three. We got the Raiders um, sitting at 3-4 and four in second place. Uh, third place we got the three and five Chargers, and last place we got the two and six Broncos. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna kick this one off. I'm not surprised that the Chiefs are five and three. Um, I thought, I thought they would have been like six and two, but we all know Patrick Mahomes got hurt. They did lose a game to the Colts. I thought that they were like a sure thing to win. They were like an 11 point favorite in that game. Um, but um, right now I am. What's the word I'm looking for? I was impressed um, by how well Matt Moore played against the Packers. I know he's going to play this upcoming Sunday against the Titans, uh, the Vikings. I'm sorry. And then Patrick Mahomes is going to return against the Titans. But um, five and three is I mean, the Chiefs will still win his division. They're sitting there five and three. Um, but I, I have a bunch of concerns. And this is a team that I took on. And I said, this is my favorite team. This is I'm a Chiefs fan. I, I did say this. And uh, I do have some concerns, man. Um, their run defense, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that it's, it's bad, man. It's bad. Um, their secondary is not so great. Um, they just got a lot of holes, man. They, they really do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. On the offense, I mean, it's pretty good. You know, you still got Tyreek Hill, 
who was playing like he hasn't really missed a beat. Um, Travis Kelsey still there. McCall Hardman, uh, Shady McCoy. Um, I would have, I would have liked to see the Chiefs make a move at the trade deadline, but uh, I mean they're still gonna win this division. Um, I'm pretty sure you would agree with me. Uh, second place Raiders. Um, the the Raiders have been, I would say, a tough out. Besides that blowout loss to the Packers, they've been a tough out. Um, the Chargers. Me and you talked about. We thought this was a year that they're gonna take a step back. And that's exactly what they've done, sitting at three and five. And then the Broncos in last place, I think you had that too, man. So uh, what are your thoughts on the AFC West? Okay, yeah, uh, pretty much similar to you. The Chiefs, that Patrick Mahomes injury kind of set them back a little bit. They um, Even before he got hurt, though, well, actually, I think he hurt his ankle a little bit before. So he wasn't putting up monster numbers in the few games before he got hurt. But I think um, if he can get back to full strength, we'll see the Pat Mahomes that we uh, saw for most of last year. Um, so I'm not too worried about them. The defense, they're definitely – I thought they would be more improved than they are. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about them. Uh, the Chargers, yeah, I saw the injuries starting to mount up on them in the in the preseason, and that has yeah. gone into the regular season. So I'm not really – surprised by how uh poor they've played also melvin gordon did that pointless holdout and came <laughs> back he came back and he uh he's not even contributing in a positive way so i mean this season i doubt they'll be able to turn it around this season the raiders i like what i've seen from the raiders this far uh they overcame the antonio brown drama um even with the limited talent that they have at wide receiver they've been able to make it work yeah tyra williams been cooking yep and uh, they've stayed pretty competitive so and josh jacobs too i like josh jacobs i like what he's done too. yeah he's doing real well and the defense defense looks much better so um i like what they've done the broncos i don't have really anything to say about them uh they've had the same issue that they've had last uh for the past few years since they won that super bowl they haven't been able to get a solid quarterback in there they picked up joe flacco and that was that was probably one of my easiest predictions this year that they wouldn't be good simply because they picked up <laughs> joe flacco and now joe flacco is out so i mean yeah i don't have any more to say about that yeah, for sure. Um, that that was uh one of our easiest predictions, man, up there with the um Bengals and the Dolphins. But let's move on, man. Let's shift conferences, man. And we're gonna start with the NFC North. Um, we both agreed uh, that the Packers were gonna win this division, and right now they're leading the division, uh, sitting up top of the division at seven and one. But right behind them on their heels is the six and two Vikings. Then after that, in third place is the three three and one Lions, and then fourth place uh, was the three and four Bears. I'm gonna start this one with you, man. Okay, yeah. So we both saw the Packers having a rebound year, mainly because they of the talent that they picked up on the uh, defensive end. They the offense started out kind of slow. It looks like they've kind of started to get it together a little bit. I don't think. We kind of we saw vintage Aaron Rodgers uh, in mm-hmm. that game against the Raiders when he had six touchdowns. Yeah, I don't he was going off. Yeah, I don't think that'll be the norm, but he's he's remained efficient this year. He's not really throwing any interceptions. He's uh, making smart decisions. 
So I like what I've, um, I see some people saying the Packers are the best team in the NFC. I don't know about that. The, so, so I don't know about that just yet. I got to see them um, play a few more division games and come away with my final assessment with that. I, I, I'm, uh, I think the Saints are the best right now. But, um, and uh, sorry to cut you off. Oh, yeah, the 49ers. They do yeah, have the 49ers yeah. coming up soon. Yeah, Saints, Saints. Weeks on uh, November 24th, they have the 49ers. Yeah, I think the uh, Packers, Saints, and the uh, 49ers are duking it out for those top spots right now. But um, on to the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked horrible the first few weeks. I think he only threw like 10 passes in week one. They were doing like a run first offense until they had that uh, whole Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and uh, both of them had issues with Kirk Cousins. They seem to figure it out so far, but this is Kirk Cousins. So he's gone on streaks before and then reverted back to his true form. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for the rest of the season. Um, the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky has taken a significant step back. And I don't think that the running game has been as strong as it was last year. I think that was a, a pivotal part of their offense. So his regression, along with the regression of the running game, their offense is just like their Achilles heel right now. Uh, the Lions, they've been pretty competitive. Um, I think they're I think they're five hundred right now. They may be above five hundred, but they've uh, three three and one. Yeah, yeah. So they they've been they've been pretty competitive. I didn't expect that from them. So that was a a nice surprise. All right, man. Uh, we are pretty much I'm pretty much uh in agreement with you across the board. Um, the Packers was a team that I really liked, man. I really raved about um the pickups they made on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the Smith brothers, as they call them, Preston Smith, Darius Smith. Uh, they drafted Rayshon Gary, drafted Darnell Savage. I was really high on Jair Alexander, who they drafted last year. Also um, picked up Adrian Amos. I like that pickup. Um, like you said, early on, their offense well, was a struggle, man. They were struggling to score points. And uh, especially in the beginning of games, they were struggling to score. But uh, they found their rhythm, and they clicked in that Raiders game, like you mentioned. Um, but I, I like what I've seen. From, I like what I've seen from the Packers. Um, in second place, the Vikings, uh, six and two. Um, I probably thought they would be like five and three through this point, but uh, six and two, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I am seeing it. And uh, like you said, man, Kirk Cousins has been playing good ball as of late. I don't know if he will keep this up. He may revert back to Kirk Cousins, but uh, we will see, man. Time's going to tell. Um, third place, the Lions. Um, I have been a little surprised. I probably thought the Bears were going to be in third place at this point, uh, but they're behind him at three and four. And me and B. Jones said it, man. We told you guys for all the people to listen. And if you want to go back and listen to the season preview, we said this. We hit the nail on the head, man. The Bears are going to take a step back. I said yes, they were sir. going to. They um they they have a first place schedule this year, so they're playing teams of the likes of the Saints and the Cowboys. This is real competition, man. It's it's no slouches. And then their division isn't easy either, man. The Lions are a tough out, and we know about the Packers and the Vikings. And uh, like you said, their run game it's not been a strong suit. I don't know what's going on. Um, David Montgomery did have a good game last week, and they lost that one. So, um. Yeah, man, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not really surprised at all that they're taking a step back. Um, they caught a lot of teams off by surprise last year. 
um, Matt Nagy's sophisticated offense, but uh, Mr. Bisky, he's definitely regressed, man. He he's not a franchise QB, and it's crazy to think that the Bears traded up for him, and the same draft, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were in it. It's kind of crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, man. Um, so let's move on to the NFC South, man, and. My guy, me and you were both dead wrong on this. Dead <laughs> <Very> wrong. <laughs> hey man, we gotta we gotta we gotta get some things off our chest. We had the Atlanta Falcons winning this division at eleven and five. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. I'm sure you are too. We had the Falcons winning this division, and the Falcons are currently at one and seven right now. I'm disgusted. Um. Oh my God, man! I wish I wish we had Jeff on this segment, man, <laughs> <laughs> so he could tell me what's wrong with the Falcons, man. But I really can't wrap my brain around it, man. Like, like it's perplexing. And the reason, bro, the reason I picked, I picked them to be eleven or five and win a division because I was like, I know they were bad last year, but they had injuries, so I'm like, it's. Mm-hmm. But even with the injuries, like they still had a lot of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm like, it's no way that you can have this much talent and be that bad two years in a row. But here we are. So, I mean, I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt, but they did. It didn't pan out. It makes no sense at all, bro. Uh, one in seven, man. If you would have told me that. Through the first eight games of the season, the Falcons would be one and seven. I wouldn't have believed you. I would have put my life savings on it that they wouldn't be one and one and seven, bro. One and seven. But let's hop into the good news of this division, man. The Saints are sitting up at seven and one, man. And if you would have told me, bro, B. Jones, check this, bro. If you would have told me that Drew Brees would miss five games and Alvin Kamara would miss two games. What you think their record would be through eight games? What's their record right now? They're seven and one. Uh, I'll probably three and five, maybe four and four. Exactly, bro. And this team has impressed me, and Teddy Bridgewater has impressed me, man. Um, just being able to step in. And still being able to rally the troops, man, it, it, it's something that's really special, man. To go 5-0 and while Drew Brees is out, even Alvin Kamara was out for a game that Teddy Bridgewater was starting in, man. I've been really, really impressed with the Saints, man. And this team is really good, man. They have good parts on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the, defense, Murray. The, defense has, the defense has been balling. Yeah, they, for sure, uh, man. They've been balling. They shut down the Cardinals. They shut down the Bears as well. Uh, the Bears scored a lot of points in garbage time. But, uh, yeah, they've been pulling, putting together some impressive performances. Their defense is balanced all around. Good uh, good front seven. And the secondary has been playing well. So, I've, I've liked what I've seen from their defense. Absolutely, man. Uh, uh, I do like what I've seen, man. Seven and one, man. I've been impressed. Uh, Latavius Murray even stepped in for a couple of games for Alvin Kamara, and he ran like Alvin Kamara in these games. Um, second place um, right now, we got the Carolina Panthers sitting at four and three. Um, before me and B. Jones, when we did the season preview, we didn't think we would see Kyle Allen. I didn't even know who Kyle Allen was. Um, 
<laughs> I didn't even know who that dude was. Um, but he stepped in and he what is he like four and one four and yeah, one uh, in his starts. Yeah. Um, he is looking a little fluke. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to really judge him based on that 49ers game, but the 49ers are real and that front seven is very very real and legit. Um, so I don't know, man. But I mean, he's impressed me to a degree. I don't know if the games that he won were a fluke. I mean, he did play the Bucks. Um. They did beat the Texans though. Uh, he also beat the Cardinals. So I don't, I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, I, I got to see a little more. But um, he did lose to an elite team. Uh, so maybe he's not good against elite teams. I don't know. It's still a small sample size. Um, third place currently, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at two and five. Um, this is about where I thought they would be. Um, but they've been a tough out. It's just the only thing is Jameis Winston, he keeps turning the ball over. Um, but they've been a tough out, man. They lost to the Saints by seven a few weeks ago. Uh, they beat the Rams, which is crazy. Um, lost to the Titans, which I hate it because I predicted that game wrong. And um, uh, two and five is about why, about what I anticipated from them. And, of course, we got the Falcons, as we just mentioned. So uh, what are your thoughts, man? I know you shared a little bit on the Saints, but what are your thoughts on this division? Yeah, so um, I'm not really surprised by the Saints. Uh, with the Panthers, if you told me that Cam Newton would have went down out after the second game, I wouldn't expect them to be in second place right now, just mm-hmm. being honest. Um, from what I've seen from Kyle Allen, he's seen, he's seen – I don't uh, – I know when they – like he lit it up like that first game against Arizona, but um, – and people – and then he won the next few games and people were saying – they should uh, cut Cam, trade Cam, and make Kyle Allen the starter. From what I've seen, he seems like a nice journeyman quarter quarterback. I don't think like he's a, I don't think he's a future franchise quarterback. But um, if if they did decide to move on from Cam Newton after this year, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he's kind of been in a, a downspin uh, since that uh, Super Bowl. But uh, when I was watching this Panthers and recent Panthers and 49ers game, I was thinking like how crazy it would have been to see Cam Newton to come in the league with an offensive mind like Sean McVay or uh, or uh, Kyle Shanahan because they know how to create an offense that plays to their quarterback strength. I think uh, Cam Newton, he hasn't really had that opportunity in Carolina, especially earlier in his career. Um you know, the spread offenses and all that weren't as popular. So he was really kind of trying to play in a traditional offense. I was, I just thought that would have been interesting to see. He kind of has to kind of been playing hero ball for his whole career. So I thought, I thought that just would have been interesting to see. Um, the Bucks, um, it's really all boiled down to Jameis Winston. When he went on that stretch where he wasn't turning the ball over and just scoring touchdowns, they looked pretty well. And then he started turning the ball over again, and you know, they started losing games. So, Okay. Um, I'm right there with you, bro. Uh, let's move on to the NFC East. And, um... As we know, this is a pretty polarizing division. Um, division we often hear a lot about. Um, obviously because of the area we live in. But um, but um, let's talk about it, man. So we got 
Uh, right now, we got the Cowboys leading this division at four and three. Second place, we got the Eagles at four and four. Uh, third place, the Giants at two and six, and the Redskins sitting in last place. Uh, for this division, I'm gonna start with you, bro. Okay, so NFC East, um, it's been one of the most dramatic divisions as usual. Cowboys started out hot, started out three and zero. Cowboys Super Bowl contenders, you heard all that, and then they proceeded to. Uh, how many games in order did they lose? Was it two or three? I think it was three. Yeah, they, they lost three. Then they uh beat Philly. And then Philly, they, they started out, they started looking pretty good. Then they beat Green Bay. They looked really good. And then they started losing games. So both of these, I think either one of these teams, I picked Philly to win this division, but I think either one of these teams has a chance. Um, Philadelphia is still weak in the secondary. That's their biggest downfall. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, I mean, they, I, I guess it just depends on which Dak shows up, really, because the defense hasn't necessarily mm-hmm. been bad. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're kind of a weird, weird team. You don't know what you get in week from week. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, uh, Dallas and Philly, they're both going to be in the mix to the end. Uh, they're, the head-to-head matchups will also play a, a big part in how this uh, division pans out. Um, Giants, uh, Danny Dimes, he came in. He won a few games early. He's slowed down a little bit. I'm just glad that they've moved on from Eli. Uh, starting to started a new era with Daniel Jones, and we'll see what comes with that. The Redskins, um, well, you know. Redskins have been an absolute mess. Um, you know, just all around. They're jerking Dwayne Haskins around. You got the Jay Gruden situation. You got AP. I mean, it's it's just Trent it's, Williams. Trent Williams. It's 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 just a mess. And um, what I will say about the Redskins uh, is, if you're a Redskins fan. As long as Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder are working for the organization, you just need to get a side team because <laughs> that's what nothing, I did. Nothing, nothing good is going to happen with this organization as long as those two men are working for the team. Or Dan Snyder, you probably won't be able to get rid of him. But as long as Bruce Allen is there as well, just just get a side team. It doesn't matter. If the Redskins get Patrick Mahomes or Alvin Kamara, there's they're still at, at most they'll make the playoffs just because the negative effect of Dan Steiner and Bruce Allen is just too much to overpower any good that the players can do on the field. And uh, the last thing I'll say about the Redskins is that um, they better get a good offensive coach. Uh, this offseason, offensive coordinator, offensive head coach, or else you're going to ruin Dwayne Haskins. That's For it. sure. Um, uh, I'm right there with you, man. I did pick Philadelphia to win this division. Uh, still in striking distance. Um, I, I, w- I would have been very, very concerned had they lost to the Bills, um, but they did beat the Bills, so I'm not as concerned as I was originally before that game. 
Uh, also about the Cowboys. I mean, they've they've been around where I thought they would be. I didn't anticipate them losing to the Jets. Um, uh, but yeah, they're about where I thought they would be. I had the Eagles and Cowboys duking it out to, to for the division crown, but uh, I could see both of them. Maybe get in the playoffs. It, it, it's definitely one. Obviously, somebody has to win a division, but uh, both of them might be able to get in. Um, moving on to the other teams, the Giants. Uh, like you said, I am glad that they moved off of Eli, and the future is now with Daniel Jones. Um, he's been without Sterling Shepard for a while. Um, I gotta see, you know, all of their weapons, uh, you know, together. Um, Saquon, I know he's still not 100%, even though he did look pretty good against the Lions on one of them monster plays where he just threw a guy off of him. But uh, the Redskins, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. I'm kind of tired of talking about them, but I'm going to just piggyback on what you said, man. And I agree 100%. Uh, as long as they got Bruce Allen employed, because they're not going to get rid of Dan Snyder. He's not going to sell the team. As I said a few weeks ago, he's the second youngest owner in the league. And he's only 54. And the other owner that's younger than him, he's 54 as well. Daniel Snyder's just older by a couple of months. But uh, nothing's going to change. I don't want to curse, but y'all know what I want to say. It's a blank show. <laughs> it's always with the Redskins, man. I don't. I just don't know, man. B. Jones said it. The AP situation, Jay Gruden, Trent Williams. It's just a mess, man. It's always going to be a mess, it seems. Uh I don't even know why Redskins fans get their hopes up. <laughs> Straight up, man. And uh, that's all I got, man. You got any more comments? No, that's pretty much it. All right, bet. Uh, moving on to the um, NFC West, our last division, man. And uh, again, man, shouts out to you. I got to give you some more credit, man. I'm going to actually start this one with you, man. But the 49ers, man, you called it, bro. Talk to me. Yeah, man. Um, really, it comes down to what they were doing last year without Jimmy Garoppolo, um, with guys like C.J. Bethard and Nick Mullins. They were still moving the ball on offense. They had um, made Marquise Goodwin look like a number one receiver. I think he had close to a thousand yards. Of course, George Kittle. And then you have Matt Breida, Matt, uh, Matt Breida doing well. So I just saw that the talent that they added this offseason, as well as uh, the pieces that they picked up on the defensive end, and just with Kyle Shanahan as an offensive mind, I just had faith on them. Really, my question mark was if everybody has stayed healthy. And so far, their main pieces have stayed healthy, so... That's really what led to me picking them. For sure, man. Um, after you said it, it has seemed when you had first said it, it has seemed like a hot take. But then when I actually sat and thought about it, I was like, you know, B. Jones may be on to something. And I said that the 49ers were gonna double their win total. It was probably the easiest safe bet that you could make in the NFL. They went four and twelve last year, but obviously, uh, you know, for a chunk of that season, they didn't have um, they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo, but I, I really love this defense, man. Uh, they got Nick Bosa, uh, Ohio State Buckeye. They got Quan Alexander, middle linebacker who I love. 
um, D4, and Richard Sherman is still back there, and he's still playing good ball. And uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you know they got my guy. They got my guy who's been playing really good, man. Had, like, yeah, what, four yeah. touchdowns the other day? My guy, Talon Coleman. Yeah. yeah, he's been a beast, man. He's been really good for them. Um, I, I love what I'm seeing from the 49ers, man. Uh, I've been very impressed. I didn't see this one coming. Uh, uh, we're just going to go back and forth, man. Uh, we got the Rams. Um, they're still playing some good ball. The Seahawks, though, a team that I wrote off. I wish my yeah. dad would stop yelling, but um, <laughs> he hyped up over the Nats game. Um, but uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought a little bit. Uh, the Seahawks are sitting at six and two. The Rams are sitting at five and three. Um, I thought the Rams would be a little bit better. Did lose a game to the Bucks that I thought they shouldn't have lost, but uh, it was a shootout. But I feel like they're getting it together now. They're playing playing some better ball. Uh, think, looking more um, like a pass for go ahead. No, nah, I was saying. Uh, oh wait, let me put this in. There. Surprisingly, this has been. On paper, I think this is the toughest division because up until the last week, uh, the car even the Cardinals were 500. They had worked their way back to 500 as well, and um, the Seahawks and Rams and 49ers are all above 500. But um, what I want to say about the Rams, I I, I forgot to factor in Todd Gurley's knee injury. Because he's the key that keeps their offense pushing. We know Jared Goff. He's not a bad quarterback. He's an average to above average quarterback. But he really relies on that run game, you know, to keep that – to that like the run game starts that offense. Once the run game is going, you have to worry about Todd Gurley. That's when you see um, Cooper Cup and guys like that running down wide open that downfield. So I forgot to factor that in. Um, but, yeah, that's all I had to say. All right, for sure, man. Uh, I think we both uh, kind of slept on the Seahawks a little bit, uh, but I don't. I, I don't want to say we slept on them. We were just kind of unsure about some things, man. How they would be um, offensively, right. but Russell Wilson is looking like a strong MVP candidate. Um, he's sure. got some. Uh, uh, he got Tyler Lockett looking really good this year. Um, they just been playing good ball, man. Especially on the offensive side, Chris Carson has been pretty good. He's been a good back this year. Defense has been, you know, solid as always. But uh, yeah, man, the Seahawks have been looking good sitting at six and two, man. This division is tough, man. Uh, yeah, NFC as a whole, it's gonna be a good team that doesn't make the playoffs. For it's sure. gonna be a really good team that doesn't make it. For sure. I mean, the NFC West alone has three teams that could make it and then you got the nfc north with the uh, vikings and the packers both of them only have uh two losses thus far and then you got the nfc south you got the panthers hanging around and then you got the nfc east the eagles and the cowboys duking it out so nfc yeah. is real tough it's a gauntlet man it's a gauntlet and i think we kind of said this like i think we kind of said this early on like the afc we knew all right patriots chiefs but in the nfc man it's a gauntlet, man. With these teams that have improved and that have overachieved so far, uh, you know, to this midseason point, uh, it's going to be looking looking like two good teams that don't make the playoffs, man. Two yeah. good, really good teams in the NFC that don't make it. Uh, but uh, you got any more thoughts on anything from this uh, midseason recap? Nah, man. Just looking forward to seeing the rest of this season. And then – um. Linking back with you for the playoff preview. All right, bet. So uh, before I let you go, 
Uh, we just gonna uh, predict week nine real quick, man. Since you're here with oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, uh, for the people uh to wonder why I didn't recap week eight, um, uh, we had this to talk about, man. How my guy B Jones here? But um, uh, week eight, I actually looked at it again. I went ten and four on the picks. Um, I went ten and four on the picks, pretty good. My dad though, he went a blazing thirteen and one. So shout out to the OG man. Uh, but we're going to hop into these week nine predictions, get through them rather quickly. I'm going to watch the rest of this World Series, man. But uh, Thursday night football, Halloween, tomorrow, we got the – going with San Fran. B. Jones, what about you, man? Rocking with my guys, 49ers. All right, for sure. Uh, next game, the Sunday slate, we have a game in London, the Jaguars and the Texans. Mm, um, It's a division game. AFC South showdown. Um, hmm. I'm gonna take the Texans though. Uh, I'm gonna roll with the Texans as well. All right, next game: Eagles and Bears. Uh, I feel like the Eagles got their swag back, so I'm gonna take Philly, man. Yeah, Philly's inconsistent, but I mean, I don't. I would never pick Mr. Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I think the Eagles got their swag back, too, man. Uh, next game, Steelers and the Colts. I feel like this game is going to be a little better than people think, mm. uh, but I'm going to take the Colts on the road. Yeah, I can see a, a game similar to last week between the Colts and the Broncos, like a kind of a little mm-hmm. defense, defensive battle. Steelers' defense is pretty it's, – it's decent, um, but – yeah, I'm, uh, actually, I'm, uh, I think I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay. Yeah. All right, respect. That's respect. Uh, this is going to be an outdoor game for the Colts. Uh, they usually, they have, they have a dome, but, uh, yeah, I can see it, man. Uh, next game, Dolphins and the Jets. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Ooh. I have to, we, I have to pick this game. Are you serious, bro? Uh. No. This, this game is an easy pick. Only for one reason. The Dolphins are clearly tanking. Did you see that third and 20? Like, all-out blitz? On, nah, I didn't uh, even peep. Uh, Xavier Howard, I think he just went to IR, too. He did. Uh, but it, yeah, was, it, was, it was like a third and 20 near the ha- near uh close to halftime. I think mm-hmm. and the Dolphins were up. I think they were up like 14 to 3 at this point. And uh, the Dolphins just called out like an all-out blitz, and the Steelers just threw a 50-yard touchdown. So I, that wait, Dolphins that was the Deontay Johnson yeah, touchdown. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Uh, yeah, I did. All right. Uh, so uh, we, we got a consensus on the Jets. Um, next game, Chiefs and the Vikings. Um, I did like what I see from Matt Moore last week. I do, but uh, I don't think he's gonna be that Matt Moore against the Vikings. I'm gonna take Minnesota. They also got a few extra days rest since they played last Thursday. Uh, so I'm going to take Minnesota. And then we might see a throwback Kirk Cousins. He's been playing too well. I'm going to go uh, <laughs> Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> You're funny, man. Uh, next game. Damn it. Uh, oh. Panthers and the Titans. I hate picking Titans games. Uh, okay. I'm never going to pick them again. I think the Panthers will rebound. Uh, from that horrible loss that they suffered against the 49ers, I'm taking Carolina. Same. Give me the Panthers. All right, next game, Bills-Redskins. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo. Um, it looks like Dwayne Haskins will start. Um, he started? After, it looks Keenum, like he will. Is Keenum hurt? 
Yeah, he's still in the concussion protocol. As of today, I read that Dwayne Haskins was taking first-team reps. Uh, but I'm going to take the Bills, though. Okay, I'm going to go Bills. Uh, next game. <laughs> easy pick. Next game, uh, Seahawks and Buccaneers. I feel like this game may be kind of interesting until Jameis Winston messes up. Uh, but I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle as well. All right, next game. Ooh. Raiders and the Lions. That's very interesting. Ooh, yeah, it is. Ooh. Um, I'm going to take Oakland, man. I feel like it's low-key some dysfunction going on with the Lions. Sneakily. Uh, they did just Sneakily. beat the Giants, but uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's some sneaky dysfunction going on. Uh, after they traded Quandre Diggs, who was a pretty popular guy in the locker room, uh, Darius Slay was also a uh, rumor to get moved around the deadline. I feel like it's something sneaky going on. Uh, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Raiders. I'm gonna take them as well. All right. Um, next game, uh, Chargers Packers. I'm gonna take Green Bay, man. I like how their offense has been clicking lately. Uh, I'm gonna take Green Bay, man. Uh, wait, what was that game again? I missed it. Chargers and Packers. Oh, uh, Packers. Oh yeah, and also I want to point this out, man. Uh, I said this a few weeks ago, man. But the Chargers, they don't really have a home field, bro. It's like a neutral site. It really is. Uh, people just wake up and say, "Hey, man, you want to go to the Chargers game?" Like that's how it is, bro. They don't really have a fan base uh, like they did in San Diego. Uh, I'm gonna take Green Bay though. Um, next game, Broncos and the Browns. I think the Browns are gonna finally rebound. And beat a good team, but I would not be surprised if the Broncos get this one off the strength of their defense. But then on the offense side of the ball, we got uh they're starting up Brandon Allen. Oh yeah, uh, give me the Browns, give me the Browns, give me the Browns. Yeah. If they can't win this one. Yeah, if if they can't win this one, Freddie Kitchen needs to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, we am gonna take the Browns. Uh the Sunday night cap. We got the Ravens and the Patriots. Oh, man. Um, I think for a couple of reasons that you mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Ravens, I think that's going to uh, be their downfall. They are coming off a bye week, but I do think their lack of um, depth and just pure strength at the wide receiver position is going to cost them against this Patriots defense that has been absolutely amazing. Uh, so I'm going to take New England, but this game's going to be close. Uh, I'm going to actually go with the Ravens because um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens because uh, the offense, off, offensive coordinator for the uh, Ravens, Greg Roman, he was also there. Uh, remember that epic game? I think it was probably like five years ago when the 49ers, uh, when Kaepernick and uh, Patriots, I think it was on Sunday night as well. They... Uh, they lit up the Patriots. So I, I think I think he'll be able to put up a nice game plan. Um, I'm gonna go Ravens. Um, all right, I can see it. I'm not saying it won't happen. Um, yeah. I think the Patriots get this one. Um, Bill Belichick is really good against young QBs. Um, Lamar Jackson is a different cat though. Um, so I I could see this game similar to you remember the um remember the Texans beat the Patriots last year. They beat them. Yeah, I think it was early on they beat them. Or was it a good game? I think they beat no, them. No, no, no. I think uh, the Patriots beat 
the Texans last year. Because remember, the Texans started out 0 3. Oh, you're right. They, I think they play. I think the Texans played them really good, though. Yeah. All right. So game. to that point, I think it'll end the same way with the Patriots getting a W. Um, and then Monday Night Football, we've got the NFC East showdown. We got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants at MetLife. I'm gonna take Dallas coming off a of bye as well. I'm gonna take Dallas. All right, man. Uh, that's all. That's all, man. Uh. Really want to thank you for coming on, B. Jones. I really appreciate it, man. It's always a pleasure. Always fun. We can tap in, bro. Proud to lock in with you. Like I said, looking forward to that uh, postseason recap. Absolutely, man. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the love and the support, man. Uh, go Nats. They're playing right now. and They took the lead. But, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening, man. I really appreciate all that love and support. I really do. I really do, man. I I, I can't really express it, man. But thanks, everybody, for listening, man. This is Mike Curry and B. Jones signing out. Episode number 104 is done. Peace.